Just in and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Thank you, first of all, for being here. Thank you for having me, and thank you for doing my podcast as well. Oh, sure. That was so fun. Sure. That was the only reason I did your podcast is so that you would come on this one. <laughs> That's so nice. Yes. I I do nothing without no. some form of yes. quid pro quo. Yeah, the, nothing, What's in it for me? Nothing's free in this world, and the sooner everyone figures that out, the better that they'll be with, you know, life. That's <laughs> Vanessa Bayer, everyone. <laughs> That's, that's the my pull, motto. That's the pull quote from uh, from this podcast. Uh, so we're started. Thanks for tuning in, uh, Vanessa. We're doing this in studio, yes. which is I, 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 we're doing more and more, uh, and it's always so nice because it you know it does it does make a difference. Yeah, there's Zoom. You know, people complain about Zooms, but Zooms are really convenient. They're oh oh, you don't have to go. It's just like. You know, you don't even, you can wear such casual pants. Yes. And, or none. Or no pants. None. And it's like, it, it's being home rocks, I you know? know? And you don't even, like, there have been times, too, <laughs> when I will just take the computer into a different room because it's like, oh, I don't want to clean up that pig sty. I'll go into this, to the, like my daughter's bedroom because, and it, it looks like I'm a four, or a 17-year-old girl, yeah, yeah. you know, but, uh, you know, no big deal. Or you can have certain parts of a room clean. Yes. And then just face the computer. Right, so exactly. That, just yeah. angle it, so. Uh, well, anyway, besides that, it's great to see you. <laughs> you too. Uh, and yes, I was on your podcast, which you do with your brother. Yes. You guys do, you guys have done a number of things together. Now we're about a year and a half in, or like a season and a half in. Yeah. But didn't you do something before, too, with your brother? We used to do um, a web series called Sound Advice. Right. Yes, where I played like a condescending media coach, and we would have different musicians, musicians come yeah. on, and I would give them like really condescending advice. Yeah. Um, and we did that for like about a year, and we maybe longer, and we really loved doing that. And so— then we, now we, we used to both live in New York when we did that. And yeah. now I'm in LA and my brother's in Massachusetts. So we're, I guess I expected a bigger reaction from you, Andy, on me saying Massachusetts. Massachusetts? Yeah, like that's far. From oh, me. that is far. Thank you so much. Wow. <laughs> right. now, How do you do, I do it? it again? Yeah. That's really now far. I, now I'm Wait, at, LA and Massachusetts? Yeah. Wow. What? 
That's about as far away from each other as you can get in the contiguous United States. Think, right? Yeah. That's, wow. I thank you yeah. for— Hope he doesn't move to Maine. Exactly. Yeah. Because that's, you know, without being good at geography, I feel like that's got to be It could be. Crazier. It could be further away. It could yes. be. It could be. Yeah. You know. But um, so we wanted to do something together, and then we um, came up with the idea for this nostalgic podcast because we already text and email each other a lot, like— um, do you remember like the Wildlife Federation trading cards with the kid right. who goes up duck billed platypus? Like we would like, right. and we both research a lot of stuff like that on yeah. our own. Do you, because I'm not a particularly nostalgic person. Yeah. And nostalgia is now such a gigantic thing. And I mean, now it's kind of become its own thing, but like when uh, Stranger Things started. Yes. Just yeah. the fact that like, here's a scary story about monsters, which I'm like, okay. And it's got a ton of nostalgia, which I'm like, well, that just kind of gets in the way of the monsters for Interesting. me. Interesting, yeah, you know? yeah. But that's because I'm an old curmudgeon uh, <laughs> who who didn't really uh, connect with any cultural touchstones. Um, I think we just haven't found the right one yet. I know. I mean, I know I'm nostalgic about yeah. things. I certainly am. Um, but but there is so much nostalgia. Mm-hmm. A. What what attracts you to this yes. nostalgic kind of urge? And B, why do you think it's so big out now, in the world? Yeah. I the thing that attracts me to nostalgia is that I think it reminds me of a time in my life that was like so innocent and sort of like and you know, now I'm like bad girl drugs. Sure, constantly. You know, yeah, like yeah. um jail Your face, prison. You can't see now her <laughs> face is covered with cocaine. Yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. drugs in prison I at thought all it was, times. I thought it was powder, but it's like, you know, like no, it's, makeup. It's, I've it's, got coke face from all right, the right. coke that I love to do it, but I <laughs> buy from all the drug dealers. up out of the coke bowl <laughs> yeah. in your car yeah. before you came up here. So, so obviously, before I started doing all that stuff, um, but I, like I, just as a kid, like you're so innocent and stuff. It's, it's funny that certain things like really stick in your mind more yeah. than other things. And I just think that's so interesting. And like, I sort of, at a lot of times long for those days when I was just like, you know, being an adult is so hard and you have to like yeah. pay bills and like, you know, make your bed. Not, not a lot of kids make their beds, but I just, you know, I didn't. And like, I just like, um, and honestly, do I make it now? <laughs> maybe an overstatement. Why bother? <laughs> I'm going to be right back there in like an hour. That's the thing about making your bed in general. Should I yeah. do a tight five about making <laughs> sure, your bed? Sure, sure, sure. What like, is this thing? Yeah. yeah. What for who? Yeah. <laughs> For grandma in heaven? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Forget it. I feel it. like she's given me. Okay. So, um, so anyways, I, I just think like it's, um, now I've kind of lost my train of thought, but I just, that time. Nostalgia. Nostalgia. Yeah. Just, just that time of like, just certain things were felt so cool. And like when you're a kid, you're just not jaded at all. Yeah. Um, and you know, my other thing aside from being drugs and prison lady is that I was so jaded and I always go take it to the. <laughs> You know, uh, you know. Yeah, talk but, to the hand. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. That's right. me. Was that what you were looking yeah, for? Talk yeah, talk to yeah. the hand. I go, uh, I go, in in what? I go, uh, yeah, I've seen it all, and it's not so uh, great, you know? Yeah. That's not what I say to people, and they are crushed. Over it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I think that— um and I promise I'm almost done with this mint that I'm I know, eating, which I, I feel like I know, is really— I think it's exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so much fun. Because I'm waiting to see, like, I, it's, I have this well, whole thing going on, like, 
is the mint gone? Yet? Uh, it's almost gone, but you know, Lifesavers mints, they just last a long I know. time. And there's like a bale of them in the lobby. Yeah. And, and that, I just, I actually just filled my pocket I with some of them. I was just going to say, that's so my Take style. Take them with you. I wonder if that's want like a later. Chicago thing that we picked up. Uh, I think it's more of a grandma thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think we both have grandma yeah. in us. Yeah. yeah, You know, you can't say no to free candy right, or no waters kidding. or anything. No kidding. I don't take the rolls home. Like you know, the, like my grandma used to put rolls in her purse. Like bread rolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like at a de- you go to a restaurant and they put rolls on the table. And if there's any extra, they're going in the purse. But you know what purse. I will take home that's rolls adjacent is if there's like a fun cookie, you got to oh, wrap yeah. it up in a little napkin. Come on, it's a cookie. Yeah. yeah. And then when you take it out of your napkin, it's probably broken into a thousand pieces. But guess what? Still edible. That's right. And a month <laughs> later, when you clean your purse, you can just shake the crumbs right into your- Right into your mouth. Right into your <laughs> yeah, mouth. Yeah, exactly. I have a relative. I won't say who because some of my relatives listen to this podcast but just like the no, the 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 best cheapest like cheap cheap restaurant thing yeah i had a relative who used to instead of giving her children milk at restaurants would at, ask for water and then pour the creamer pot into it oh my god so she was like giving her kids wa- like half yeah. water half coffee mate that's in lieu of milk such a smart idea because isn't that <laughs> Isn't it, this is having the exact opposite um, <laughs> reaction but I was sort of getting at. Isn't that sort of what skim milk is? Isn't it just, it's probably not because it's like no. skim milk parts or something. Right. But isn't. Skim milk it has has the fat removed. Right. But then like 2% milk versus whole milk, is it just like. It's just the removal of fat. Ways, There's no it, addition of water. But isn't removing fat the same as adding water? Because if you think I'm about it, gonna say no. if, if you end up with, um, I, I actually do think it's a smart idea, though, and I will try it. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you have to open up 50 little cups. Well, know? it's also like the, the time that I will try it, okay, is if I'm ever with a friend, because I don't order milk a lot at restaurants, right. but if I'm ever with a friend and we're like, let's get cookies and milk, I'll say, and we already have like, I'll say. Like a bunch of cream yeah. on the table. <laughs> Already sitting there. Or because there. we're like, we're like, s- someone has like tea. Yeah. And we go like, yeah, let's get cookies and milk and tea. Yeah. And then we're like, that's a lot of beverages in it. You know, I don't know, $5 a beverage. Right. You're talking. Could we just get, um, could we just get two teas and can we get a side of creamer? And then I'll be pulled right, apart. Right. And then, yeah. yeah. And half a glass of water. Yeah. Do not fill it more than half full, please. And then, or you just take your water, drink a little bit right. of it, get a little hydration, yeah, and yeah. then put that creamer in. I think it's smart. You're really pulling one over on well, that coffee shop, too. <laughs> you're showing them. Especially if you're like just dunking the cookie mostly. Yeah. Which I guess by that logic, just dump it right in that creamer. Right, exactly. <laughs> you could you could break off little chunks of cookie, put them in a little tub of creamer, and then just do like a shooter. That's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> and then it's very good portion control because I bet you get halfway through and just get bored. Yeah, with yeah. the cookie in general. Yeah, yeah, that's that's great. So why do you think it's so? <laughs> why do you think nostalgia is so popular out in the world? Well, I think because things are sort of hard right now. Yeah, and terrifying. And terrifying. Yeah, yeah, and um, largely hopeless if you yes, really sit exactly, down and think exactly. about it. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So I think it takes us back to a time when we didn't feel that way, when we felt like 
you know, there isn't a pandemic or, um, you know, yeah. we don't have like a. Our democracy. Yeah, our seems democracy is like, in yeah, trouble. Yeah, yeah. But so I think it's just like it takes everybody back to that time when they felt more kind of hopeful. And yeah. um, and I think people are really craving that. Yeah. I know I personally always am. And so um, I think it's like nice to talk about those things. And also it's like feels very um, it feels like making a connection with other people when you both remember the same things. Like a lot of times when when Jonah and I do the podcast, people will message us and say, like, I totally remember that thing. I, like I had a friend who um, was telling me after we were talking about the um, Alicia Silverstone Aerosmith video where she crying, where she jumps off the um, she bungee dumps at the end of the mm-hmm. video. And but earlier in the video, she gets a belly button piercing. And I always thought that those were related. Like, I always thought she was sorry because this paints a bad picture. But like, I thought she had a belt on too or something. But I thought the bungee was attached was to her belly oh. button ring. Wow. I thought that was intentional by like, right, right. This is the narrative story we're telling. <laughs> and- Have you ever met Alicia Silverstone and been like, <laughs> you have an incredibly. <laughs> incredibly strong strong belly button. Yeah. Yeah. And, but my friend Maria was like, I was listening to your podcast and I thought the same thing. Oh. So anyway, that's a really specific (laughs) example. But I think a lot of times it connects, you feel so connected to other people when you, when you all remember the same sort of really specific things. Yeah. And now that I'm thinking about it too, it makes sense because I, I mean, there's certainly things that I find comfort in. They're just my particular, like I find comfort in, um, restaurants that are where I'm like the youngest person by like 30 years. Yes. Like yes, restaurants yes. full of elderly people. Cause usually there's like something good because oh. unless it's dirt cheap, the, the, you don't bring in the oldies if you don't got right, the goods. Right. Um, and, and also it makes me feel like I'm with my grandparents. Totally. It, totally. And that for some reason seemed like, like they were way more stable than any other adults in my life. And so yeah. I think I always look back at that. Yeah. You know, a, a nostalgic food that you could always make for yourself that will remind you of your grandparents is um, tuna salad and cantaloupe. Mm, see, I, I— Is that not— No, because uh, I—tuna was forbidden. Uh, okay. By me. I didn't like it. Okay, okay. I mean, okay. I can eat it now, but I did not like tuna when I was a kid. One Once— um, once my friends and I went and stayed with my friend Julie's at my friend Julie's grandparents' condo in Boca. Yeah, and we sat by the pool and we ordered um, and we ordered tuna salad and cantaloupe, and it felt like we were living our best lives yeah, because yeah. that's what all of our grandparents would go to Boca and order um, tuna salad and cantaloupe. And cantaloupe. It's yeah, actually yeah. if you have come around to tuna salad. Oh, I like tuna yeah. salad. Yeah, it's yeah. It's pretty fun with cantaloupe. It's I, I do like it, but I, I, you know, it's still like a little cat foodie to me. I hear you, know? you. I hear you. And and I much prefer uh, tuna in olive oil than in water. Whoa. Have you ever had I've tuna? I've never met someone who said that before, <laughs> but also I don't think. Have I you don't... ever had a can- tuna in I olive oil? Yes. So I guess so. I mean, you drain the oil off just like right. you do the water. You know, but... I'm sure it's better. I mean, why wouldn't that oh, taste better? So good. Try it with oil. That's all I can say. I can't wait. Yeah. There you go. Now you're from Ohio. <laughs> that's right. So you're used to mayo. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's like I'm from Illinois. Yes. Might as well be the same. Yes. Because it is just like everything 
is creamy mayo based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like we sort of ate somewhat healthy in my family, but Uh it was a lot of, um, because, you know, it was the 90s. Everything was very, um, like, low fat. And Mm. you thought, because it was the 90s, you thought that calories didn't matter. It just has to be low fat. So we had, like, low fat everything. But uh, still mayo and stuff, but it would be, like, reduced uh, you know, a Hellman's reduced mm-hmm. whatnot. Right. Uh, mayo, well, I guess. Yeah, non-fat or fat-free. Yeah, yeah, yeah or yeah. fat-free. We had a lot of Which fat-free stuff. I mean, now that you know, it's like the shit that they put in there to make it oh fat-free. It's like, it just can't, it's got to be floor wax or something. Oh, totally. Something that's just, your should not be in your organs being filtered. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I mean, and you know, by the way, I feel like I've been promoting this product so much on my own podcast and other is like, I really do miss miss Wow Chips. Remember those? Oh, the ones who gave you explosive diarrhea. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. those were. I so- think that was their slogan. <laughs> I think so. Too. The chips. I think it was Wow. Yeah, I yeah. shit everywhere. <laughs> wow, wow! I'm a jet plane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but those, the fat molecules in them were too big, so you your body couldn't, couldn't digest break them. them. Down. Yeah, yeah. But it tasted, they tasted great. And it's like, just don't make plans for the night that you're eating well. <laughs> you know, like. Sacrifices need to be made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If this is a midweek thing, especially, you know, being in high school and stuff, I was like, I I don't really, you know, I wasn't really going out on weeknights. They were school nights. Sure. So I can have wow chips all week and then I'll sort of taper down on Thursday or right. Friday. Right, right. <laughs> When you, you know, you're going to be out in a skirt and heels and you don't want. Yeah, to yeah, be yeah, crap yeah. and every. But now, I, did you find that? I mean, because I don't, I don't, I mean, I know I ate, it was Olestra, I think. It, yes. I ate some things with that in there, but I never noticed. I don't, I don't feel like I had a huge response to yeah, it in yeah. terms of. Um, Not to be too you know, yeah, personal. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. But, you know. but, you know, I worked at um, an ad agency in Chicago. It was like one of my, one of my first jobs in Chicago and I. We did um, the marketing for this new pill called, it was called, it doesn't exist anymore, but it's like similar to, I think, a lot of like diet pills that are out now. And it was a similar to Olestra, but it was like made your body kind of think all, I might be getting some of the science wrong, but made your body think every fat was sort of like too big for your body to digest. So I remember they weirdly were sort of like, if you work at the company, you can try this stuff but here's like a here's like the manual so that you know going in what you're getting into yeah and I remember um some of my friends at work and I like scroll like looking through it and it said can it said something so gross about like it just referenced like your underwear and how there might be some like oily some residue and the way they said it I was like no problem (laughs) I mean you know yeah I was like it happens usually I thought this was gross, but I also thought, should I try it? But- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It could be dry back there. Maybe right? a little oil wouldn't hurt. Yeah, I'm not going to work at this place yeah. forever. Grease things up. <laughs> um, you know, that re- that's just reminding me. And, I, and maybe, was it called creatine? Because oh. there was, I remember <laughs> back in the, right when I moved out here, I think, in the, early 2000s. Okay. Somebody told me like, oh, there's, and I mean, it's a supplement and people are yeah. going to be mad because I'm getting it wrong. But I, it was kind of that thing where it like just flat or fat, it bonded to fat and 
flushed it right out of your Whoa. body. So, and it was very specific about when you were supposed to take it. Yeah. Like it was like before a meal or something like that. And I like did, I forgot and I took it at the wrong time. And I had a day of meetings and I was driving around. Oh my God. And it was one of those things of like, well, like just going from driving do to do to do to I am going to shit my Urgent. pants like right like in a moment. And I was at red lights bracing my foot against the floor, you know, like underneath the brake, whatever the firewall yeah. and, and just like arching my back, trying to hold it, pulled into like, it's a Japanese hotel on La Cienega that's changed, I think. Just pulled up, threw a 20 at the guy, and just ran into the lobby. Oh, my God. Like, I like it cost me $20, but I was like, I'll be right back. Yeah. Please. Uh, and I, but anyway, I stopped taking creatine. I, I yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. That stuff is, it is, it's very, uh, I, it must be, you have to stick to the, Timing or else. Right. Yeah. Or else it'll liquefy your it'll, innards. And that'll come on real quick. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Can't you tell my love's a grow? Now, uh, is it, are you and your brother, you're the only two in the family? Just Jonah and I. Just the two. He's, and he's younger, correct? He's two years older. Oh, two years older. Two years okay. older. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, Do you have a very much a big brother, little sister yes. dynamic? Yeah. It, so he has always been into music and stuff. And mm -hmm. he, I've always thought, ew. oh, he's so cool. All right, right. All right. Or you. Right. <laughs> no, I was just being an asshole. Um, no, yeah, no. If you, yeah. Especially... Like he he plays music too. Yes, and, and that always does seem like magic. Cool, and to also a dummy like me. Exactly to me yeah. too. And I'm not. I wasn't agreeing with you calling yourself a dummy. No, by that's the way. all right. But uh, but he um would always be in these like really hardcore punk bands, and as you might imagine, like those I wasn't exactly like that wasn't exactly my scene. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so I would always like go and try and like support him and see How young shows. were you when you were going to see these early he, punk probably shows? Probably when we were both in high school, maybe I was in 
eighth or ninth grade. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they're they're all ages show? Yeah. Yeah. I guess they were mostly all ages shows. I mean, and, and, and yeah, he was, when he was a senior in high school and stuff too. Yeah. I would just go kind of um, try and wear like, try and look sort of goth. Right. But it's, Something about my face doesn't quite <laughs> pull it off. Um, but just trying to like always. And then he started writing for different music magazines and stuff in college. And then he became the editor of this magazine called AP Magazine, which is this music magazine that's based out of Ple- press. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. And um, and I would just brag about him all the time and mm. just always. And he like took me to my first concert. He took me to Lilith Fair when we were when I was probably in like seventh grade or something. And. And so we just, um, I just always was like my cool older brother, like this is so cool. And he would drive me to school and we'd always be running late because he'd always be running late. And he would be like blasting the misfits and sex pistols and stuff. And I'd be like, awesome. Like showing up to school, acting and being very cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then kind of get out and go to my AP classes and sort of be quiet. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But then, um, but then when I got, it was funny because when I got on SNL, like people would always call me Jonah's sister. And then when I got on SNL, people started sort of calling Jonah Vanessa's brother. Ah. And that was very weird. But then the the great equalizer was whenever my brother would come to the show, he would like 50% of the time know the musical guest that was performing on oh. SNL. And, and that he, makes him cooler than anyone. And that makes me yeah. Jonah's sister again. Because yeah, they'd yeah. be like, oh, you're Jonah's sister. And I'd be like, you know it. Check the opening of the show. Yeah. I'd say. Well, yeah. Uh, Check you know? the opening of the show, Jesus and Mary Jane. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 You know, and also. <laughs> <laughs> also, just check yeah, with the, the times. times. Yeah. Vanessa's the up and comer. Yeah. But it was fun. I always like being uh, referred to as Jonah's little as sister because it makes me feel so cool. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, I, I mean, we have to touch it because it's a big part of uh, your your past yeah. and, and and your story and, you know, one that you've uh, exploited as of late. Yes, big time. You were sick when you were little. Yes. I yeah. mean, not little. You were a teenager. I was a teenager. Yeah. yeah. When I was 15, I was diagnosed with childhood leukemia. Mm-hmm. And I had treatment. And, well, this will bring up another story with my brother. I had treatment until I was like a, like 17. So like for a couple years, which is the standard like treatment for that. Mm-hmm. And is it chemo, radiation? It chemo, com- yeah, I had chemo and I had like 10 days of radiation. Mm. Um, and yeah, so it was a difficult time, but I, um, I really, my family was very supportive. Jonah was always really supportive. And I, I don't mean to skip ahead like past this, but it really made me think of a funny story, which is that. Please do. This, you know. So I was done with treatment like the summer before my senior year of high school and I had an end of chemo party. That's kind of how I was doing it. OK, <laughs> like I was like, I'm not hiding from the attention that this illness gives me. Yeah. You know, always loved attention. And I'm going to obviously have a party to celebrate my end of chemo. Of what, course. Yeah. So my brother and his friends, like I had, I had people over to my parents' house and my brother and his friends like played, I got my brother to play like music in the backyard. And I thought it was so cool because Jonah and his friends were like performing in the backyard. And then there was like a noise thing where like one of the neighbors called the cops or something like that. 
And so the the police came over and they thought we were having like an underage drinking party, which it's like, hey guys, it's an end of chemo party. And once you figure that out, you're going to feel like really big assholes. <laughs> <laughs> so they were like going through the, and then my parents were, and we were like, it's an end of chemo party. And the cops, I think, felt they're just doing their job. But like, right, I think right. they felt really bad because it was like, uh, why don't you go deal with the real criminals, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whoever but, called this in. Yeah. Why don't you go arrest them for being bogus? <laughs> yeah. But it's just so funny because thinking back on my brother at that time, so like if I was a senior or I was almost a senior in in high school and my brother was like almost a sophomore, I guess, in college, like he, they were probably just playing like crazy stuff. Like it probably wasn't even— Probably just a mess. Yeah. Just From like, the neighbor's house, it just sounded like bass feedback. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and I was like, this is awesome. I want everybody to hear this. Like, <laughs> all my friends from high school are going to think I'm awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So. So, what ways did your life, did your life change? I mean, yeah. uh, it, from having that, like, in the middle of high school, you're kind of yeah. pulled out of. Totally. You're sort of sidelined from yeah. things in a lot of ways. Um, I think that it. It sort of, yeah, it sort of sidelined me in certain ways. And I think in some ways it made it, once I went to college and stuff and was on my own, I really felt like I was playing catch up a lot and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but in other ways, I think it sort of made me, it, it sort of like was the beginning of my like comedy career because I realized that with my friends, if I would joke with them a lot, they would feel comfortable around me right. and they would feel like I was the same Vanessa and everything. And my parents and my brother like would always be joking about it. Like we would joke a lot about um, like this special treatment that we got, which is sort of um, has is has sort of made its way into my show. I love that for you because mm-hmm. it's like just just the way we would get treated and um, and even the doctor's appointments and sort of just the way. I don't know. It just, there was something, there was sort of like, we found humor in all of it. Mm-hmm. And it really, like, I just remember joking about it with my friends and just, it felt so nice to be able to do that. And I think it like, I think because that was such a powerful thing when I was sick, it sort of, I, later when I realized I wanted to do comedy, I think that, I don't think I knew it at the time, but I think that had a lot to do with it. Cause mm. I was like, this is such a like healing thing. And it's such a great, like, sort of common language for everyone to speak when you're going through something yeah. so hard. Yeah. I always think it, it's fighting back. Too. Yeah. It's fighting back. It's like, you know, not, I mean, not to be corny, but yeah. it's like there's a lot of darkness. So it's like, hey, totally. I'm going to make some light, you know, light meaning two different things. Like, you know, getting rid of the darkness, but also, hey, come on. Yeah. You know, let's, yeah. and, you know, sometimes it's, whistling past the graveyard, as yeah, they say. Yeah. But a lot of times it just seems like, no, this is what this is what needs to happen yeah, in times like that. Totally. Do you feel like do you think you'd be in the same place if you hadn't been sick? I don't know. I have really, you thought about that I before? I have. I've I've been like, would I what would I have done? Would I have I mean, there's like it's something interesting because when I was a little kid, I was always like putting on shows and performing yeah. and stuff like that. But then when I was like in middle school and high school, I was kind of like shyer. Yes. I wasn't doing that stuff as much. And I think s- yeah. my experience around, well, that's going to sound terrible. No. With having a teenage daughter. Yeah. There comes a point. I was about to say my experience around teenage girls, <laughs> which I just meant her and her friends. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
is there just seemed to become a day with all of them where they were where they were like, I don't want anyone looking at me. <laughs> yeah. Stop looking at yeah. me, world. Yeah. And, you know, and so I think that's, you know. Yeah. So I think I think that's true, like, because you just want to be the same as everybody else yeah. and you don't want to really stand out. Yeah. And so I think I wonder in some ways I'm thinking through this as I say it, like in some ways, I guess because I was sick, I didn't have the choice. Like I kind of had to stand out and I maybe mm. reminded me that I actually love that attention and I love, mm. you know, but I also, I, yeah, it was such a helpful thing when I was sick. I don't know. I really don't know. I truly, I remember being in eighth grade, which was like a year before I was diagnosed and taking, and taking a career quiz. We all had to take a career quiz. Yeah. And, um, the career that, that I got was like, I think the career I got was newscaster. Oh. Yeah. So I think I I was interested in performing still, but was, I don't know. I really don't know. But not about the real world. No, I, I, I yeah, I think the, the career test was saying, yeah, you'll want to perform about. Um, A three-car pileup. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, nope. And I'm like, well. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. started out in, in college in journalism and. And realize, like, I don't care about other stories. Like, I just want my stories. I don't care about real things. I want fake things. That's how, when I went to college, I was like, I really was into, um, like, chemistry and stuff. I really mm -hmm. liked science in high school. And I thought, I started out as, like, a biology major. Mm. That's how, that was like my, you had to, like, put something down. Right. And I put down biology. And in my mind, I think I was like, I'll be a biology teacher who, or I'd be a, bio a biologist who has like her own show, <laughs> or like, or like a like a medical researcher who's like who's also a who's birthday like, clown. Does a, <laughs> yeah, does like a does like a her own show about right. medical. Sure. Like everything sort of ended with like me having with my, own, my show. own show. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then it was like, and then and then I found You've been accepted <laughs> to Harvard Medical School. Great. I mean, that's fine and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I got to get the show go, together. But I'll do like yeah, a yeah. reality show while I'm in the. <laughs> but I think that um, yeah. So then I think call in college I started taking really. I started off with like a really tough biology class, and it was so hard. And I think they were trying to weed out the not yeah. the people who would yeah. do pre med and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I got to I got to be a communications major. Let's, yeah, yeah. That made it sort of clear. <laughs> I could, yeah, yeah. I could do that. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Can't you tell my love's a crow? Now, you get out of school. Yeah. And uh, uh, I think you've called it like the most momentous thing to ever happen. You got an internship at the Conan O'Brien show. The most or that momentous. Was du- well, that was during school, right? That was during school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and, where, and where did you go to school? And how did you, how did you, how did that work for you? I went to UPenn and I, um, somebody. Like what's the UPenn Conan O'Brien There, pipeline? There really isn't one, except yeah. that I was a communications major. And I was sort of like trying to get a TV inter- internship. And then this girl was like, my mom's friend works at Conan, could maybe oh. help you. And that helped me get the internship. And then I was friends with this guy who, uh, there was like, it was like a, some web of connections yeah. where his mom knew. So, and then it was like. And then I interviewed and I did the whole thing. And then, because I think that internship was really hard to get. Like, it, it they don't don't take that many. I think so, yeah. Because yeah. the show was popular with college yes, kids. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, if you're going to. Totally. And that's, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, I. I'm assuming. You yeah. Know, I mean. So coming from Cleveland, I didn't really have, um, I didn't really have connections like in the TV world. But somehow I was able to like make some at college. And then I remember. One of the people who interviewed me at Conan was like, how'd you get this interview? And I was like, I applied for it. Because <laughs> I didn't want to be like, do you know so-and-so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that would be right. Because I applied for it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. And uh, and what was it like for you there? Oh, I loved it. I thought yeah. it was so— I mean, it was the show, went, it went into its slump. Because I wasn't Because there. you weren't there. Right, exactly. Right, right. And I everyone said, at, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Andy's not here. The it's shitty slump, years. Slump. Conan, yeah. the shitty years. Exactly, know? exactly. Right. Um, but I, it was so cool to me to see how how the show came together every day mm-hmm. and um, and uh, how the writers would sort of like me, like be talking to each other. And also, I don't know if you remember this from, from when, you know, like you— Two interns get picked to put in the dinner order for all the writers. Yeah. And then if you're one of those interns, you also get to order dinner for yourself. Mm-hmm. So did you always <laughs> elbow your way into yes, that? Yes. I would I'll be like, okay. Dinner. And uh, another lobster, please. I just remember we would order from such nice places, especially when you're like an intern, you're, you know, you're yes. just not. So I just remember being like, okay, these people have it absolutely made. Like they're ordering dinner from such fancy places. And like, I I was like, this is the life. Mm-hmm. Also, there were three women there who had really curly hair. I don't know if you remember this. Like one was, I don't even remember. Ellie Baransic, probably. Ruth Sananian. Yeah, Ruth was one of them. Yeah. And they told me to get my hair cut at this place, Devishan, uh-huh. for curly hair. And it was like, I was like, okay, not only is everyone cool and smart, but they're also stylish. <laughs> like, get, it was so fun. Was it like a big New York City sort of gosh? Yeah, yeah. Where do, where do you live when you're doing this? Do you have I family, friends or something? I stayed at the NYU dorms. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And actually, I had interned in New York the summer before, too, and done the same thing where I stayed at the NYU oh, dorms. I see. Because you could sort of like you rent on them Sesame out Street too, the right? summer before that. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah, which was also so cool. I, I bet. mean, this I think it was so. It was just coming from Cleveland. It was like I had to like sort of fi- that that internship was my this children and media class that I took, which was so interesting, all about kids TV shows and stuff, which I absolutely loved. They like they helped me get that intern. Like it was just so. Oh, wow. um, 
think it was like one of the teacher's assistants like helped me get it. And my, wow. and my friend Max was working at Nickelodeon or at Sesame Street at the time too. Oh, okay. And now he works at Nickelodeon, right. but he he So you're a total too. Nepo baby. So I'm a so yeah, I'm yeah. a like a, a if my college is um a parent, I'm a Nepo of the college. <laughs> um well I mean no, I think internships are I went I did internship I yes. went to film school, was in an internship in Chicago and what was your internship? A production company. Which one? Uh, a town. It was the company was called McWaters. Okay. And uh, oh, that's right, because you kind of yeah. Worked I in, lived there, and I worked. My first job was at a production company, was but that, it was called. It was kind of a small one, and we made this this HGTV show called like New Spaces or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And we made audiobooks, too. Um. Yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah. I, that. I you know I left. Chicago in like 1991, yeah. So yeah, so I don't know. What did the like, production company make that you into? Commercials. Just, oh, great. Just okay. television commercials. They don't exist anymore. They just they come and go. Yeah. Um, but I yeah I worked at uh this. I mean I worked at that place. I ended up working there like eight months. Yeah. You yeah. know and I mean well beyond. And what's the thing about internships? And I don't know how to fix it because I learned a lot as an intern, but yeah. it, I mean, it's a exploitative. It just is. Yeah. I, right. Cause I had to pay, I don't even, I don't know whether it was four credits or whatever. I had right. to pay whatever four credits cost, Would have cost at your college. At the, wow. Yeah. At the, at the school to work there. And then, like I say, they'd be like, well, can you keep coming in? And like, yeah, okay. I, I guess I can. Where were you at school? Uh, Columbia College. Okay, so you were right. So yeah, you could just go in, in between. Right. It was, and wow. it was, it was simultaneous. Yeah. Uh, in my senior year, and then, and in fact, when like when I started working for them, the first paid job I had, I filled out the time card with what I, what I saw on the budgets because it was like kind of pre-computers, so the budgets were on paper. Yeah. And I saw what they paid PAs, and I put that amount in, and the guy's like. Oh yeah, you don't get that until you, you've been around a while. I've been. I've, I said I've been working here eight months. He's like, yeah, but you haven't been paid to work here, so you really considered like you're just starting out. Oh my god! And I was like, fuck you. That's so. The internship thing was like such a. It's a mixed bag. It really yeah. is because you do. Because I. That's where. That's where I went to film school. Totally, I agree. I you know? like. Like it's such a great experience. Yes. But then the um, there's like those little things like that where you're yeah, like, yeah, no, it's just it's just not legal anymore. Yeah, exactly. Or or it maybe is. I don't. Yeah. Know, you know. Um. And I want to say I'm very grateful for my Conan internship. I, I well, yeah. I, oh, I can imagine yeah, we, again. And, and thank you. I'm was, gonna yeah. thank you on behalf of. The organization. Thank you though, so you know, much. Uh, you, you're welcome. Um, but did you, I mean, if you hadn't become a performer, do you yeah. think you would have ended up working in television somehow in some other way? Yeah. You know, I really liked, um, when I went to college, I really liked children's media and all the different sort of educational shows and how that all worked. And my friend Max was, like I said, he was working at Sesame Street and I got to go, and when I guess when I interned there, I got to go. He was in the research department where they mm -hmm. would go into schools and test like storyboards and stuff with kids and see if they were learning the right things. Oh wow! From the different stories because every episode of Sesame Street is like so. Re it takes such a yeah, long time. Yeah, there's psychologists behind it. Yeah, 
And I thought that was so cool. And I also took a class where um, we we got to write a children's book and we researched like children's books. And so I loved, I always loved children's books too. So I, um, so I think I might've gone into something with children's media because mm. I really, I just think that stuff is so fascinating. And yeah, um, yeah. that's what I, <laughs> that's what I think. Well, what do you think you would have done if you hadn't? I think I would be working in film production in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, or advertising. I yeah. think I might have gotten frustrated with not because film production work in anywhere yeah. is, is freelance. Yeah. But and I think I would have eventually because I had just working on things and uh being fucking hilarious 24/7. No, there were a lot like advertising people that I'd work with. Yes. That would be like, hey, do you want to be a copywriter? And unfortunately, it was always like an agency in Columbus, Ohio. Yes, totally. Which I, I really, a guy said, come to Columbus. He said, I'll pay. And it was like, he gave a number and I don't remember what it was, but it was like, it was like 80 grand or wow. something. And at the time, I think I was making 15 grand. He said, come to Columbus because it was a small job that I had, I took people around and yeah. I was one of the it was a very light crew and it was an industrial film about some giant holding corporation and it we so we film it like Saks Fifth Avenue and a paper yeah. mill because it's this one person owned all of this or this one company and he's like yeah come to Columbus and I'll pay you this and uh and I was like you know geez do I move to Columbus yeah and, and I just I ended up you know, just being like, ah, I'm not ready. Yeah, you I'm knew not that ready. Wasn't, yeah, yeah, I'm not ready yet. But there could have very well come a time if, you know, things hadn't worked out where yeah. I would have gone to Columbus or I would have gone and said, yeah, let me be a copywriter because yes, it's a joke. You're a joke writer. Totally. You know? And I, and it was there and I could have done it. I mean, not to be, but it's like I write totally. jokes, you totally. know, I mean, and, and I think I could have. You know, that, my, that's probably what I would have done. 100%. And yeah. I, I, you know, I worked at Draft FCB for mm -hmm. like my last, which was this big ad agency in Chicago. Footcone Belding is the FCB. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, yeah. I was there when it was just Draft and then we merged with Footcone. Oh. Yeah. So, but I remember it was like, um, it. so I was like the traffic department. So I was sort of the liaison between the account and creative people. Mm -hmm. But then they were starting to hire all these like Second City people to help with like, some of the um pitches and yeah things? like yeah. some of the kfc and and i remember being like oh my god they're hiring them and they don't even have to go to like copywriting school like they're letting them just which was actually so smart of them to do that because right, these right. are such funny people yes but i remember like passing out these like things that i had to pass up to my team and then walking by like the room where all the second city people were like having the absolute time of their lives and yes, like laughing yes. and stuff and being like Picked their own. And can't believe it. Yeah, pain. yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. It was like such a, but, um, but it was, yeah, it's, but those, it is, I don't know. It, that's such a, also. You think such that's a, where you would have been? I don't know, because I never, even though I, I liked working there and stuff, it was such a bizarre, like you really had to love it. Like you really, because people were just always trying to jump to other ad agencies and, and like, you know, get, I don't know. It just felt like it was such crazy hours for a lot of people. And, um, and then like, I remember we had, um, I think it's okay for me to give this away now. I think it was maybe 
private to the company at the time, but we had, I'm giving you something so stupid that it's, I've built it up too much, but we had like a big, we'll put like, in, like yearly. exciting music behind <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah. We had like a yearly meeting with everybody and we, and they said like, the theme of this, this coming year is innovation. And then like everybody, <laughs> wow, everybody got these like notebooks that were the front of the notebook. The cover of the notebook was like metal and it had like kind of like printed into it, like pushed up. Stamped, it said, yeah. yeah, stamped into it. Exactly. Innovation. And they're like, and we're going to do innovation this year. And everyone was like, yes. And um, I don't know. I don't, I just had such a flash of that. I don't really have a point about that. I guess I wanted to tell you about the notebooks, but it was just like, it's such, it felt like, um, I don't know. But, but then the flip of that is that I'm so Currently, I'm so into into commercials, mm -hmm. and I love like watching and kind of critiquing. And there's a lot of commercials I really like. There's commercials I don't like, and I don't know if that's because I worked at an ad agency or because when I was in Chicago, the main thing I was auditioning for yeah. was commercials. It's it's all of that, I think. So yeah, there's yeah. something really like commercial. Like I'm just really fascinated. By I commercials. do the same thing, and I always am like. Someone should pay me a lot of money to just consult them on making their commercials better. Yes. That one I just saw, I have some notes. What about, know? do you have any like commercials right now that you're absolutely loving? Absolutely. Well, I mean, I don't know about absolutely loving. But yeah. Um, but I am always deeply impressed by the mayhem commercials on whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. insurance. Yes. Because... It, they're just like, it's such a great concept, perfect casting. Yes. And it, they're always pretty enjoyable, are those, you know? Are those the ones where it's like, is, is am I confusing it with the ones that are like, don't turn into your parents? Oh, those, and that's those, another one. Those I are think, so fucking great. And I actually great. know from Chicago, Chris Witoski, who's yes. in those commercials. Yes, who is, is like the star. so yeah, funny yeah. in those commercials. I find those commercials. I was on his Chicago party ant. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he does a, an animated series called Chicago Pony Yes, yes, yeah. And I was a, a guest on Oh, that. that's great. Yeah. I mean, he is so funny in those commercials. And there's a woman in those commercials who I'm always like, who, the woman, I mean, everyone in the that cast who they keep using the same they people. They good people. That commercial to me is like, truly like somebody, I think those commercials are some of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. But again, it's a fantastic concept. Yeah. Perfect casting. Yeah. You know, and those. Exactly. And in commercials, you know, you only got to keep people's attention for 30 yes. seconds. So. Yeah. And, and I'm sure, I mean, like, I'm sure just knowing as someone who like used to show up for uh, commercial voiceover auditions and they'd be like, we don't really have a script. Here's the concept. Just go. Which I just, after a while, like my agent said, and I did it, and then I told him about it. He's like, you, you're giving them jokes. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I am, kind of, aren't I? And he's like, yeah. I said, and then one time they, he said, if they make you do that again, call me right after. And I called him, and he charged them for, uh, he charged them like a thousand bucks. Wow, good. For like a consulting thing, yeah. and, you know, and 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 they paid it, you yeah. know. I, we're running out of time, so I just want to, because I do want to talk about, uh, I love that for you. Oh, because yes. Because I uh, and I, I'm not just blowing smoke. I love the show so Thanks much. So much Andy. because it's like it's charming and also kind of evil. Yes. And you know, and there's so much like, and there's you know, like your character is very likable and kind of naive and innocent, but also is like really kind of a shitty person. Yeah, kind of know? manipulative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's so good and so specific. 
And there's so many good performances. And I, I had you making, you know, taking lemons and making lemonade out of, you know, out of being sick when you were younger. Yeah. How did that happen? So I, um, so I always wanted to do something about this sort of, I don't think it's even really a unique perspective I had. I just think it's something that isn't talked about that much is like when you go through a difficult experience like cancer or something, it's, um, you, it's, it's, there's a flip side to it where you get like all this attention and it's kind of, and it's kind of fun. And then when people forget that you had that thing, you're kind of like, what happened to my special treatment? Like it's sort of jarring, you know? And so, um, and so I always wanted to do something about, you know, kind of, you know, the, that experience and kind of the, for lack of a better term, like fun of having cancer sort of. And <laughs> the upside. Uh, yeah, the upside. Yeah, the fun part. And, um, and it just, it happened. It just kind of came together. My, my friend, Jeremy Byler, who I used to work with at SNL. And I also really loved watching home shopping when I was a kid. Like I oh, used yeah. to watch it a lot when I was, when I was pretty little, I used to like tape it and stuff. And I just loved the like glamour. I used, I watched so much QVC and I was like, I, I bought into all, you know, I just was like, I don't have an, a niece's graduation to go to right, right now right. where I can wear this stunning piece, but I might I don't need have any Capita Monty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so I, I love that. And then Jeremy also, we were just talking and he was also, he also really loves home shopping and was thinking of doing, and then it sort of just came together and we realized this would also be a great way f- to put in this sort of my cancer journey kind of stuff of like, you know, what can I get in exchange yeah, for having yeah, cancer? And yeah. so um, that's sort of how it all came together. And, you know, it's not completely autobiographical. I Autobiographical? What that's a hard right. word to say. It. But yeah. I guess I nailed you it. You nailed it. <laughs> but it's not complete. But there's definitely themes like from that ex- from that time sure. and from my experience. And um, so, you know, some of it is is the is the like the using using cancer to sort of get things. And then right. some of it is also like the playing catch up on like, how do you be an adult and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and so been really a, a, such a fun experience and so like gratifying to get to be telling that story. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and is it coming back? I really... I, f- I feel very positive about it. We've written the second season. Uh-huh. Um, and so we're just waiting for that official. Oh, I don't remember where it was. It's at Showtime. It's at Showtime. It's at Showtime. Okay. So I feel good about it. Like, I feel like, um, but also, as you know, I'm an optimist. But sometimes optimism yields the results. Heartbreak. Result. I was oh, going to say oh. the opposite. Oh, oh, I thought you were going towards, yeah. <laughs> no, I was saying yeah. optimism. You can sort of will things sometimes, I think. Well, I get no the I mean there is the optimism in that you you can you know you do good work. Right. You know there's other places to do good work and in terms of why things succeed or fail in show business and yeah. probably in other businesses like your your talent and the actual sort of quality of the show are number 6 on the list. Right, you right, know, right. There's right, so right. many other yeah. things that just and it's usually corporate chicanery, you know, and corporate structuring and somebody, a new person coming in and why would we elevate the projects of the old regime? Let's just kill all of the former alpha males offspring, you know? And so you got it. The optimism comes from, I did a, a season of a show that I feel great about that I get really good, you know, and because yes. and, yeah. I'm like, 
I'm not, it's not enough for me to feel great and like I did something. I need the input. Right. Like I need to hear yeah. that it was good. And I and there's people I believe and there's people I don't believe. Yeah. So then that's what you take totally. out totally. back into the world, yeah. I think. But like in terms of, I don't know, for me, like wondering what they're going to do yeah. and, who, and whoever they are, it's just, I can't even yeah. begin to think about it. Yeah, I just totally. I'll wait for the phone to ring and, you know, and. Meanwhile, like while you're waiting, there's so many, <laughs> there's so many good shows to watch. <laughs> Yeah, you're celebrating really, your art I by partaking. I watch so much TV. Yeah. I don't know if anyone watches more TV than me. <laughs> yeah, I've actually noticed you have a little one in your lap that you keep running. Oh, right? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, playing, yeah. you're playing something on your I've phone gotten, right like, yeah, now. A little yeah, one, yeah. always, always kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, there's not enough hours in the day. <laughs> That's right. It certainly isn't. Well, what's up next? For Vanessa well, Bayer. I, and I mean, by next, I mean starting today until the re- for the rest of your life. Well, I'm I'm doing my podcast. It comes out once a week. How did we get weird yes. with my brother, Jonah? So yes. we're we're continuing to do that. And honestly, having a blast. Yeah. Nostalgia, you know. Through the, I had fun room. when I was yeah. on. It was you were a really a great fun guest. podcast. Your, Thank you. Your episode was like one of our most I think it might have been our most popular. It was like. See, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, yay. You know, that makes me feel really good. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. It was really, it was really fun having you on. Oh, it good, was great. Good. And then, um, and then I'm continuing to like be my best self. Right. Of course. By watching lots of <laughs> By television. By watching lots of television. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. By um, really sort of staying out of the flow of things. <laughs> Sitting by the the mainstream and watching it all go by. Yeah, like just. Um, but no, I I um, you know I'm on social media and I post about you know my podcast mm-hmm. and I love that for you and and you can still watch even though it's it's you can still watch season one of I love that for you. So mm-hmm. if people think oh that's not how TV works, it is. It sure is nowadays. You can still watch it. Yeah. Get with the program piece. Yeah. It's called streaming. Ever heard of it? Yeah. <laughs> it's not just for urine anymore. Oh, that was terrible. Sorry. No, that everyone. was funny. All right. Thank you. And it's sort of full circle because we sort of started. We did, yeah. yeah Talking about shitting our pants. pants. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. We really it's like a it's like a long form improv. Thing yes, here. yes. Zip zap zap. Zip zap zippity. <laughs> well, uh the, the we always wrap this up by asking people, like, the what have you learned? Like, what yeah. do you have kind of a, you know, advice you can impart or an overriding philosophy of, of Bayerism? You know, I guess the advice that I would give to anyone in any field, even though it's like, what do I know about truly being a scientist? Because I gave up on yeah, that pretty yeah, early. Right. Um, is just— or specifically for the field that I'm in, I guess I'll say. Because, again, like, there's probably a lot of algorithms and stuff you need to know <laughs> to do. I don't know. But um, I just think the thing is, like, you are the best at being yourself. And yeah. so whatever job or whatever role or, like, whatever thing you're trying to do, like, just remember, like, the one thing you have going for you that that absolutely nobody else has is, like, your own unique self and just— whether it be writing or performing or whatever, that's the thing to like really zero in on is like, who are you and what what do you offer that's like unique to you? Mm. Do you think that I'm an absolute hack? <laughs> no, 
no, not at all. No, I think that that's that's like really good, solid advice. This is like when I said um, L.A. to uh, Massachusetts at the beginning. (laughs) I don't know. Am I? I mean, was I supposed to go? Wow. No, I just I couldn't tell if you were like, and. No, I, I mean, I frankly, I don't listen very well. So I was just waiting. I was waiting so until hard, your mouth when, stopped moving. When you're a performer, you go, I got to listen to somebody else performing. Oh, no, thank the, you. The worst, the worst. And it's like the people paid for a show. Why would we waste time with that guy when I'm here? Exactly. Ugh. That's um, exactly No, I right. think that's, I think that's, there's, there's so much truth to that. And I also think that that, Certainly with any creative endeavor, yes, I think yeah. it's true. Um, but I think it's, you know, it's applicable to if you're, if you have social anxiety. Right, you right, know, like totally. Find, find you and yeah. just kind of work on being that because it does, like I remember early on and I, and every time I've ever been confronted with, we're not doing well with fill in the dem- demographic, yeah, yeah. you know, and I would say, or or like, oh, the the numbers are down. You know, the the ratings are down. It's like, what? How am I supposed to That's, do? Yeah. What am I supposed to do with that? Absolutely, I yeah. can't do anything other than, especially the Conan show, where it's just it's all kind of like silly little chunks of different things right, that right. are just most of them, most of them kind of conceptual. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, like totally. jokes and and goofy little things like. How am I supposed to go, I know what'll do it, like, uh, you know, yeah. I, I know what will attract 24-year-old females. Yeah. I just, but yeah, no, I, I think, I think that you're, uh, you're, you know, the lesson that you're imparting to these charlatans that listen to this thing is very sound. Thank you, Andy. You are welcome, Vanessa. And thank you for coming on thank this Thank you for thing. having me. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I, and, uh. I appreciate you uh, leaving your home because I know your TV is Tough probably. To do. Yeah. You just leave it on so that you don't All have to wait for it time. to. And then yeah, I wake yeah. back up and I go, where, where are we at? <laughs> where are we at, friends? <laughs> oh, hello. You know, <laughs> nice. Um, and thank all of you. Uh, there was a long um, and then I finished it. I, I followed that um up with bye. Uh, thank you all for watching, listening, whatever you're doing to this thing. You're right. not watching it. Uh, and I will be back next week with more Three Questions. Thank you, Vanessa. Thank you, Andy. Bye-bye. Bye. The Three Questions with Andy Richter is a Team Coco production. It is produced by Sean Doherty and engineered by Rob Schulte. Additional engineering support by Eduardo Perez and Joanna Samuel. Executive produced by Joanna Solitaroff, Adam Sachs, and Jeff Ross. Talent booking by Paula Davis and Gina Batista with additional booking support from Maddie Ogden. Research by Alyssa Groff. Don't forget to rate and review and subscribe to The Three Questions with Andy Richter wherever you get your podcasts. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.